Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. Thank you so much for joining the Holderness Family Podcast. This will be our final podcast of 2022. And to celebrate it, Kim and I are 200 miles apart. Um, and you We're know, in different places. But uh, you know what? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I miss my beautiful wife. I'm looking at her through a Zoom call. And I think that like... I, well, I can't wait for her to come home. She's coming home tomorrow to be part of the holiday festivities. Mm-hmm. But definitely like if we're a little schmoopy it's because we haven't seen each other in a whole day and <laughs> two days for two us days. no but for us that is more than nothing you know i, I think yeah. we're just very used to being up in each other's business i'm sure you've really enjoyed that bed i see you sitting in right now and oh, uh, not having let me tell anybody you, mess I with you have slept really well I think I'm such a light sleeper so you your snoring isn't even actual snoring but just even just a, a loud breathing situation will wake me up. So I have, I love you, but I've slept kind of well. You have woken you. me up before and I said, am I snoring? And you said, no, you're just breathing too loud. And my answer to that is, I don't know what to do about that. I, need... <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like a, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know what you need to do to live? is to breathe. So yeah, anyway, I know. I, I, I know I just said uh, th- it's great for us to be a part. I do miss you. And, you know, I'm grateful for you. And today's podcast, and I think this is kind of a trend we've had lately. It really is a lot about gratitude. And this is from something that Kim was writing over the last week. I'll, I'll let you take the mic from here, but it's something that I'm really grateful about in our lives as well. Well, I think it's also appropriate that we are apart right now because we're on different trips with our teens. Right, well, our exactly. son, the week that this episode drops, turns 13. That's right. Our daughter's 15, and we took them on two separate trips. We both had so much fun. Our son decided for his 13th birthday, we gave him the option to either have a, you know, like a birthday party with friends or Penn would take him to New York to go see UNC play in Madison Square Gardens. And that's what he chose. So he got to have like a fun father-son weekend. And Lola and I escaped to the beach just for a quiet, quiet weekend. So it was kind of the perfect weekend for both of our kids. But yeah. 
I was thinking and talking with a lot of friends about how awesome this stage of parenting is. And parenting teens can be hard. It's a challenge. It's never easy. But I think our kids, I I am enjoying this stage so much. And so I wanted to kind of talk about this stage and specifically this time about why it is so magical. This is the week before Christmas. And I know when my kids were babies, this was always such a frantic, frantic time. And I'm always like, oh, but I, you know, it's the magic. It's, it's the magic. I want to tell people who are listening that maybe have little babies around their feet right now. It is still quite magical with teens. And I would say I even enjoy this more. So I wanted to talk about that. I went on Instagram and I asked for people to leave their voicemails and messages. And we got so many messages saying the same things and for different reasons. And that really this podcast is all about in defense, being in defense of teens. I think teens get a bad rap. Clearly, it's a very hard time of life. I mean, I even remember just the social struggles of being a teenager. It's hard. It's not perfect, but we are really loving it. I will also say part of the reason why I love it so much is maybe because no one, not no one, but I didn't find a community of people that was openly talking about how hard it was to parent infants and toddlers. So that time for me and my mental health was so hard. Um, And of course, I would have jumped in front of a bus a thousand times for my kids at that age, but it was so, so hard that I think it also makes me appreciate that that's why I appreciate this stage even more. You you think it's because because you found a community of people who are more open about it. Why do you suppose that is? Well, because I I bet you're not alone here. I bet you like it is kind of tough. I think you're sort of in the weeds when it comes to infants and toddlers. And I don't know if it's because you're you're probably not embarrassed about it, but there are a lot of things going on that you probably you know, maybe you just don't want to talk about. It's like poop and boob milk and like a lot of no. Other- but honestly, we talked. To, I found my friends. We talked so much about that stuff, like the potty training schedule or nursing or all. Like we talked very openly about that stuff. But what we didn't talk about was. God, you guys, this is a lot harder than I ever thought it was going to be. Oh, and I gotcha. And so maybe like, that's that was a taboo thing to say, you know, because yeah, it's supposed to be so wonderful. It is supposed to be, you know, I remember, you know, my mom even saying, you know, the minute you were born, I just looked into your eyes and I knew. And the, of course, I just I remember the exact moment and like the, the devotion I had to my children and seeing them. But that bond was really hard. And to say that out loud, you feel a bit of shame that I, you know, that stage was, it was just so hard. And for me personally, other people, it's not, it, I would say now, and of course our kids, like once they got like six, eight, and they could wipe their own butts and had, you know, could be a little more independent and could put sentences together. It started to get pretty fun and now it's it's just a blast and i'm so glad i went to the instagram community and asked for feedback of like why is it i mean i know why i think it's it's so magical right now but i want to just yeah 
I wanted to ask, like, am I the only one who thinks this is amazing? And overwhelmingly, people said, yeah, this is this is my favorite, you know, because the messages were all about how thoughtful and caring and hardworking and funny. And there were so many messages about this generation of kids being inclusive and kind and normalizing mental health that I was like, oh, they they did a better job putting into words than I did about why I love this stage right now. So we've got some voicemails. Speaking of mental health, Heather from Nashville just said it so perfectly about this wonderful generation of kids. Hi, yes, this is Heather from Nashville, Tennessee. I have two teenagers. I also senior and a freshman in high school. And I think what makes them amazing is they seem to be the first generation that has normalized taking care of mental health. They actually have the language to talk about it. I guess the way they've been raised and the changes we've made in our culture have impacted their generation in that way. So it's really awesome to see that. And teenagers are also so full of sarcasm and fun and a little bit of chaos that keeps life fun and interesting. Hope people don't give them too much of a bad rap. Thanks. It is so true. And even Molly from Instagram messaged us saying the teens are so curious. They're so full of hope. Even after a global pandemic, they're survivors. And maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe the teens now have been through so much that they have so they create such boundaries about their mental health. They know how important it is because they certainly talk more openly. Our kids do more openly about mental health and the concerns of their friends than we ever did, right? We definitely, this okay, this could have gone two ways, by the way. The, the pandemic arrested the development of some of our kids emotionally in, of course, in yeah. a lot of ways. So that part of it, it's, it's I, I almost think the jury's still out, you know, at, at what, how that's going to affect everybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, adolescents and people who are undergoing these profound changes, which happen to be both of our children on, on some level of, kind of either puberty or at least getting into high school, like that was kind of when this pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. What, what really uh, what really kind of stuck out to me, the two things that she said that I fully agree with that Heather said, number one was the language, right? The mm-hmm. ability to talk about mental health and the ability to say like, I need some time to decompress. I am having a, you know, I'm, I'm having some anxiety right now. I'm getting vibrations. Even Pin Charles, like my ADHD is really kicking right now. You know, being aware that if you will have any type of neurodiversity, which pretty much everybody in our family does, and you're equipped with the ability to talk about it, that's so much better than when we were kids and didn't have a name for a lot of these things. And, you know, f- like fear and lack of knowledge of all of that is, is tough. So yay to society for normalizing this a little bit more than they used to also yay to our kids for having the ability to say i'm not perfect you know what i mean yeah and and to be clear my mother would have been the first one to have our butts being analyzed because like she would have been so open to talk about these things i mean she used the the best language she could we just didn't have it i mean I talked to a therapist recently because I love my therapy and she asked, you know, you know, cause we're trying to parse out for me, is it this acquired adult ADHD that I've kind of inflicted upon myself just from the overuse and distraction of social media and all these things, or is it anxiety? And she was asking me all of these questions 
And, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I was never tested for this stuff because we just did, that didn't exist. A test for this didn't exist when we were kids. So now that it does, I don't know. I just think it's so cool. And um, also I will say, especially around this time of year, I will say in defense of teens, our kids can be really, really helpful. (laughs) And so many, so many parents chimed in about that too, just about how willing these kids are right now to to just like lend in and, and you know, just like jump in and lend a helping hand. The next voicemails from Rebecca in Florida and talking about just how observant her son was in a way he was super helpful. Hi, this is Rebecca. I'm from outside of Jacksonville, Florida. I have a 17-year-old son and then I have a 15-year-old son, and then my youngest, he's not a teenager yet, but he's 11. Last Christmas, my son came to us and said that he had noticed that in his class, there was a kid, they were just talking about what they want to hope to get for Christmas, and they asked, like, hey, what, he's, you know, quiet boy, and I was like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And and he said he wanted an Xbox, and my, my son said, oh, do you think you're going to get it? Probably not. My grandma can't afford it. Found out that he lived with his grandma, and I believe she was a bus, school bus driver. And so my son got a whole bunch of his friends together, got them to donate some money. They actually pulled money together. I think it was about $200, and they were able to buy him a refurbished Xbox and a bunch of games, and they were able to surprise him on the last day of school. So it's just cool to think how your kids just surprised you, and to my son, it it wasn't a big deal. He was just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Can you get me a box and wrap it? As a parent, I was just, like, super proud of him. Anyway, sorry for crying. Love you guys. You're the best. Bye. Well, first of all, that's unbelievably sweet. That is so generous, and it just goes to show that that has become part of the culture of teenagers. And you and I have talked about this. Can we, like, give a shout-out to Mr. Beast? Oh my and, gosh. And and all of the other like creators who have made charity a big part of their platform who are very mm-hmm. young and have been doing this for a long long time. Like our son responds to to things like this and sees yes. the opportunity. And I mean maybe we were like that, but mm. but <laughs> I mean now that we have the tools, the now that there's things like Venmo and there's emails and there's ways to communicate and there are these tools to help you do it. Our kids really have kind of jumped on board with this. And it's not the first time I've heard that story. It's one of the sweetest stories that I've heard. But yeah. but I think that's kind of becoming part of the culture now. And what a great thing to celebrate and say, yeah, toddler, <laughs> nothing against toddlers and uh, infants, but they can't do that. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, and I think that as a parent, right, your, your goal, our goal at least was like to not raise a-holes and bonus points if they actually turn out to be good, decent humans. And last Christmas, and again, our son asked for the same thing this year. He he loves video. I mean, he plays basketball and stuff, but he's almost 13. He worships at the altar of video games. So he um, plays, what does he play? Madden? He plays, well, he plays Madden. He plays FIFA during the NBA season. He'll move over to NBA 2K. So he's, he's a big sports sports player. Yeah. Big sports player. Um, And so he wants some, like an Xbox gift card or whatever. And Mm. then the rest, he's just not into stuff. Right. He's like, just donate the rest to charity. And so last year, that's what we did. And his birthday, by the way, is two days before Christmas. So it makes it hard when your kid asks for nothing. 
to, you want to, I want to buy him presents, you know, I want to get him something for his birthday. So um, that's what we're doing. So uh, for his birthday, though, I will say he's getting a lot of stuff he already needs because he's growing so fast. He needs new like sweatpants and hoodies. So he's getting that stuff, but he won't really, he doesn't really care about that stuff. He won't. It, no, he would wear two, he would wear two t-shirts and two hoodies oh. and two sweatpants oh. for the rest of his life. He there's the a whole of layer of clothing that has never it, been touched. It's so funny. There's like yeah. three shirts and that's it. And yeah, so we yeah, yeah you do laundry and so you put the like the clean stuff on the top. Yeah, like the back of the drawer he doesn't doesn't even wear. So we're doing that and then we're Mr. Beast, which by the way, if you're listening to this and haven't heard, he's this creator. He happens to live in North Carolina and he has a gajillion YouTube subscribers, but when it, he has an entire charity YouTube channel. And so it opened up our son's eyes or our little guy's eyes to what it means to be a really just, and that's the whole point of a lot of his videos. Yeah. He gives so much stuff away. I just, it's really touching to see and our daughter is the same way. Although her Christmas list was like a Google slides presentation. So right. she's very generous, but also wanted some stuff for Christmas. I mean, That's look, crazy. and and we're not the only ones who have a teenager who have, who has sent us a PowerPoint presentation for no, Christmas. That's obviously terrible. a thing. And I will say she is following the rules that we have set out ourselves after our relationship counseling, which is mature people ask for what they want. And she exactly. asks for what she wants and what she wants is a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And she's always like, you don't have to get me everything. I was like, oh, don't you worry. You're not getting everything on this list. <laughs> I think also I was thinking about how much fun teens are to be around. Yes. Um, and I of want course, like when they were toddlers, like their goofy, silly laughs, like super fun. But we can have actual conversations. Going back to the first voicemail. I want to I want to tell a little story that I Lola's going to be okay with this. I'm going to go ahead and preach that Lola hopefully is okay with this. It's like a it's a it's a personal story, but the the first voicemail woman was talking about sarcasm and wit, and mm -hmm. and and sarcasm and wit are born out of self awareness, mm -hmm. and self awareness can be really funny. And mm -hmm. my daughter, like everyone else at that age, has they menstruate right, and so when <laughs> when that happens. She she has owned it and has like she'll tell me she's like here it comes dad and she, <laughs> it's go time and I, and so I would have this talk with her I'm like so what can I do she's like well don't get in my way I'm like okay I won't get in your way she's like but don't go too far away I'm like this actually sounds really familiar like I've, I feel yeah. like I've done this before in my in my mm -hmm. life and I'm very well trained for this and <laughs> so at the end of all of the instructions I was like so basically I just need to live in constant fear. <laughs> And she goes, that's exactly what you need to do. And then she, you know, she explained what it was like and how uncomfortable it was. And good God, I, I'm, I, I empathize as much as I can, but I don't have that going on in my body. But so mm -hmm. we actually, it's at the point now that when she gets to that time, I know she's miserable, but we have this like little dialogue that makes me laugh and she's miserable, but she laughs too. Cause she knows it's ridiculous that we're having this conversation and she has this like crazy alter ego that just starts yelling at me, but doesn't mean it doesn't in, mean in, it. Right? It's very funny yeah, in a very yeah. sarcastic way, but she's picked up all of this because of self-awareness and because of the ability to self-deprecate. And that was something I don't know that I even expected to see from my kids until 
they were fully grown adults out of our house. And they're, they're already yeah. doing that. And that has been my favorite part of having teenagers. Suze Gale from Instagram said, you can talk with them, joke with them, be there for them when real life happens. Because by the way, real life does happen. And Breck and Jay says, my son picks me up, carries me around the kitchen and makes me scream with laughter. And then Sugar Magnolia on Instagram said, our text thread is hilarious. I will say, it's not that we're inappropriate, with our kids, but the humor, like irreverent can, can be, you can be irreverent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and you can, yes, yeah, sarcasm and they are just so fun to be around. More on this after these words. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. So our next voicemail, I thought this was really accurate because she talks about what we're learning about ourselves as parents through parenting teens. Hi, this is Lindsay Murphy. I am from North Stonington, Connecticut, and I want to answer your question on why teens are awesome. Having gone through it with two teens at once, I have boy-girl, 20-year-old twins. I loved the teen years because they taught me to pause, to listen. I felt like some of my best parenting came from the teen years. Not that it was easy, not that it was fun, but that I learned so much about listening to kids who are developing and being there for them and letting them fail and letting them make mistakes, but then watching them succeed. 
it was so much listening and talking. I actually loved it so much. It was my favorite section of this parenting journey that I'm on, and I miss it so much. Just wanted to share. Thank you for posting that. Good luck on your podcast. Bye. Two things that really jumped out at me there, Kim. First of all, she said several times, there's so much that you can learn from your kids. Yes. And then she said, that was, she said, that's what, why I feel like that was my best parenting. Interesting. That's a good way to look at it. You do your best parenting when you're hearing them and when you're learning from them. Let me ask you this. What have you learned about yourself from your kids? And what have you learned about your kids in these last two or three years of this going on? Man, and maybe this is an entirely different podcast. I would say... As she mentioned, the social stuff is really hard to navigate. And right. I think our our children are human beings, so they've experienced some social drama just as, as, as natural in this stage and uh-huh. age. And it is so hard for me. It, I feel like in ways that both of my kids will mention you know, for whatever reason, somebody's, they're being excluded or whatever's happening and they seem okay with it. I get very anxious and I get my chest gets tight and I'm like, well, what did you, what, what happened? Did you say something? And I immediately, it, it, it becomes so important for me that they're included when really one of our children has exited a particular friend group because it didn't mm-hmm. serve our child and they noticed, you know, this particular friend group wasn't being very kind to people and said, you know, that's a popular group and they're trying so hard to be popular that they're being mean to people. Yeah. Therefore, I don't want to be part of that. And, but it was so, I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you, but are, are they going to be mad? Like, I, I didn't say that, but I got really twisted in my own head and I had to sit back and say, pause, they're handling this perfectly. Yeah. You, me, meaning me, I had this weird desire to be included that brought up all my own high school-ish that's like, you know, not being included, not popular enough, like all of that. I learned, I still had to process, <laughs> but my kids were just fine. They were fine. They're like, yeah, this person, I went to a slumber party and they're mad at me for this. And I didn't do that. And she says I did and whatever, I'm going to get over it. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. You know, and, and they're like, eh, I'm fine. It'll be, it'll blow over. We'll be fine next week. And of course they were, mm-hmm. but I was I, like my kids handle it better than I did. For me, what I've learned about myself and about my kids, but mostly about myself, that as a parent, I was not doing a great job giving them any um, space to to just kind of fail or not succeed or struggle or any of those other things because I have been rooting for them so hard and doing everything I can to set them up for success. And, you know, because of that, I think because of all that we are doing to try to set our kids up for success, we also set ourselves up for disappointment if they don't succeed after what we set them up to do, which is crazy, right? Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't succeed all the time. You should struggle. You should fail. All, all of my stories that I've told my children about why I'm successful now are based in stories of failure. 
Right. The reason and I always say, like, no good story ever started with they won every single game and everybody liked oh, it's me. It's a boring, it's a terrible, boring story boring that nobody wants. And, and everyone's going to hate you also if you're perfect. People are just going <laughs> to just newsflash. If you're perfect, people hate you. You just don't know it. They hate you. They're very jealous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but for me, I so that's something I've learned lately. And I've, I think part of that was through these podcasts, the things I've learned about myself as an uh, Enneagram type that is uh, averse to pain. I project that on my children as well. I want them to be pain-free and I don't sit in the suck very well. And, Mm -hmm. and I think I project that onto my kids and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do better. doesn't mean I'm doing better, but I'm trying to do better and letting them sit in the suck. I remember there was a very important, some very important times this year, particularly with my son, when he was very disappointed in something athletic that either he was a part of actively or that he was even watching on a TV that affected him so much because he's very into sports right now. Instead of saying, hey, dude, cheer up. Come on. You don't need to like, come on, let's look on the bright side. And I'm stopping that now. I'm like, okay, sit in the suck, dude. Enjoy this. Like, put this in your heart, whatever you're feeling right now, because it's valid for mm-hmm. you to feel this way. I'm proud of you for acknowledging that. I think you and I are both wired this way, but I think maybe it's just a general parenting thing that we want it to be easier for our kids than it is for us. So that's why yes. I think they don't call it helicopter parenting. Helicopter parenting is when you ho- hover lawnmower parents or when you like mow the path clear for them i think <laughs> never you and i before. you and i <laughs> we're lawnmower parents we no, no, we our natural instincts are to do that but we've caught ourselves in time that we don't we don't okay ec- we don't rescue them from every tough situation no, not everything but we we both do i mean i i again it's it's our personality types that are going to govern how we parent and that can be mm-hmm. good in some ways and in other ways you kind of just have to watch out for it like and going back to our personality types i am someone who always wants to, people around me to be happy all the time and i'm adverse to pain you mm-hmm. are very ambitious <laughs> uh and uh as as they say on the enneagram you're a perfectionist which you of course yes. d- disagree with which is what perfectionists do right and so but no i recognize that about myself right but but yeah. you work actively on trying not to project perfection on your kids I work actively and then I have to say things out loud. And I think they're smart enough to know that like that what I'm saying is probably different than what's like in my head. But even around Christmas, I have to fight perfectionism hard at Christmas, meaning the meals are cooked and planned. You know, the gifts are perfectly wrapped, not even perfectly wrapped, but like wrapped them like, okay, now it's time for us to enjoy ourselves. Like, oh, crap, it's December 28th. (laughs) Right now, the Christmas is done. So I have to even with this weekend, because you you guys had this like super fun guys weekend, and we've had the best time just sitting around doing nothing. That sounds awesome. But I'm like, ooh, is it Christmassy enough? Because we don't, you know, it, the the house where we're staying doesn't have a Christmas tree, and never, you know, like, should we be watching more Christmas movies? And I was like, absolutely not. We need to watch the Harry and Meghan documentary. So it's it's. <laughs> I have learned so much about myself seeing my kids live their experience of life. I say it all the time. The hardest part of parenting is seeing your kids make decisions that you wouldn't make. It's not, listen, they've not, they're, they're still so young. So it's like they haven't made that many huge impactful decisions. It's really been a challenge to kind of release control because it's their lives. And that's, it's been, it's been really hard, but it's been so fun to see 
them develop into the people they were meant to be. And it's just like, it's just super fun to be part of their journey. Seeing all of these great comments that we got from Instagram, a a lot of these are things that are happening to us. And a lot of these are things, Kim, that I think we haven't even gotten to yet because we're new in the teenage, teenage game parents. Yeah. compared to most. We, we haven't gotten into the six, 16s, although we're very close. I love that Amanda CBOO uh, wrote, a 17-year-old son volunteered to be our designated driver to and from a party. That's pretty <laughs> That's good. Amazing. We've got L Babyak 5 who says, the teenage boys love proving their strength. I haven't had to move furniture in years. Right? Amazing. We've got no, a- for that. Ashy 22 Lou said she knows exactly what kind of memes and gifts to send me to brighten my day. Right? These, these don't sound like kids. They sound like good neighbors and good friends. Here's yes. another one. Marnes 11 said my teen rocks because he's the best workout buddy I've ever had. Like we're getting oh. to the point where that's going to be a thing. And let me be clear. We love being around our kids. We love it, but we don't tried to become best friends with our kids because I think the parenting role still needs some firm boundaries. And there's plenty of times when we have to say, no, you're not doing that. Right. Or that's a hard boundary. And that's like, friends don't do that. So we hope we've instilled that we hope they know they can trust us. They can talk to us about hard things, but I'm, I'm personally not trying to be their best friend. Yeah. Also want to give a shout out to Sophie Half Zero who wrote, I mean, I'm the teen, but I drive my little siblings everywhere. So she got in. I'm glad. Thank you for listening, Sophie. And I'm glad getting the perspective of the teens. Yeah, you do. I guarantee you drive your little siblings everywhere. It's your job. It's right. So our daughter turned 16 in February and you know, our plan right now, because Penn and I work from home, we have two cars right now. Yep. And most of the reason we need two cars is just to drive two kids to two different places. But if she's driving, we probably don't need two cars. True. So our thing is like, she would just share a family car. Like she would drive the car, typically drive around. And mm-hmm. but if I needed it, it's still my car. She was like, listen, if I got my own car, I would, I would drive PC to school. I would do that. I would, I would take him everywhere. I'm like, girl, you're going to have your own stuff. You're going to, so it is so cute how she's so desperate for a car. She's working so, it. Uh, she's working it. She's working I, well, it. Well, I like, uh, yeah, I like the plan that we have for the car, which we'll see how long that lasts, which is like, we're going to get her, a, we're going to get her a situation that if it is, if she does have her own car, we're not buying her a fancy car. Like she needs to spend no. a year, if that, maybe more with a clunker well here's the thing though about the clunker. A safe clunker. I do want safe all clunker. The safety okay say so, well you can still get safe like there's some safe cars that are clunkers no oh no no, no but i want like all the oh god the you want like the missile. lane like, assist would, if there's if there is a way to wrap okay a car in bubble wrap yep, got it and just self-drive and that's the car i want from yeah. my 16 year old you want her to ride the subway i mean if we or, had better <laughs> public transportation this wouldn't be an issue right well, we'll um, that's going to be, listen, we've got plenty of content next year because oh Lola is just about, did she drive, uh, she drove all the way out to the beach. She drove all the way out to the beach. And my thing this time was like, and she's such a good driver. She's a way better driver than I was when I was at 15, 15. Excellent. Excellent. And um, there, I told her, I was like, I'm putting on the GPS and it's your job. You have to get there. Nice. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And I was kind of looking down at my phone. I was kind of, and I had my laptop in my lap. I was working 
And I looked up, she was like, um, what am I supposed to do here? So like on the exit ramp, there was a cop parked sideways. Like it was closed. Yeah. Where we were supposed to get off. Yeah. I was like, well, don't go there. Right. (laughs) So she was like, like, oh, geez. Okay. I need to pay attention. There are so Um, many things that you just forget. You take for granted that you have to learn. How yeah, she's you? like, well, the GPS is telling she's, me to go there. I'm she, like, oh my god, he's perfect. She's like, she was like stopped in the middle of the road because like she was taking a left, and there was a car at a light on the left side of the road that was trying to turn left. So you've got the right away if you don't have a, a, a stop sign, which we do. And Lola just stopped, and I was like, what are you doing, Lola? She's like, I'm waiting for that other person. I'm like, that person's waiting for you. Why? Because that person's at a stop sign. But it's a four-way. She's like, but it's a four-way stop. I'm like, there's no stop sign. We're in the middle of the road. But (laughs) the right-of-way thing is confusing. It is. But that's what I'm saying. We take it for granted. None of this, like this stuff, is all easy to us because we've driven for a gajillion hours. Oh my gosh, a million hours, a million hours. And a lot of it, she's just gonna have to figure out by screwing up a little bit and just hopefully. I just would like to not screw up while in a car. I know. Mm. I know. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, folks, uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. I hope, let me say also, having teens at Christmas is the best. Our teens have created their own traditions. They're super aware of the prices of things. So they're very grateful and they're so much fun to be around and they sleep in. I mean, our kids still wake up a little early, but like they're not up at 5 a.m. Right. So it's great. Yeah. We Um, just don't sleep in. Yeah. That's the difference. We don't sleep. My body wakes me up so stinking early. Well, you guys, thanks for letting us just gush about teens because I just feel like there's not enough good news about kids these days. Kids, Every time I say kids these days, I feel 87. But I just feel like there's not enough good news about teens. So I just wanted to stand up here and shout from the mountaintops. These are, you know, there's some really good kids out there. If by standing, you mean laying back. I'm sitting in a bed right now. Do I sound so chill right now? I'm I'm not going to say you sound pretty chill, Uh, chill but that's good. That's where like, I want you like you're in a, in a good place. So I'm I'm in a very good place. Yeah. Uh, Did Kim sound chill? Please comment below. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, Ben, we're going to record this podcast. He's like, really? I'm like, yes, we Uh, are. So happy holidays, everyone. And we hope that you all get a little bit of time in the next few weeks to be as chill as Kim is right now. I think that if I were at home right now, (laughs) I would not be chill because there's a thousand things to do. But here... It's like not my house. There's, so not that, really there, there's less to do than, than like we, we, we can kind of space it out do a couple. How things. many Christmas presents have you wrapped? None. But why would I wrap anything before the night before Christmas? <laughs> oh, I know. Cause then you can't enjoy Christmas Eve. That's true. I'll, well, I'll wrap a little bit. We have a deadline cause PC's birthday is the 23rd. So I want to have everything done by the 22nd. Okay. So I've got a new deadline. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that when you get home. Mm, I love you. Love you. Love you too, babe. And and thank you everyone for listening. If you made it this far, um, you can take a screenshot and uh, send it to us, which is like proof that that we've done something proof. that people have made it to the yes. end of. You can leave a comment. You can subscribe if you haven't already. That really makes a big difference for us. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys in 2023. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.